Hilchus Shvisas Yomtif Halach Perik Beis Halach Aleph. Efech Shnil Yomtif a chick which hatches on Yomtif Aser is Aser on Yomtif. Uh, it's Mukta. Pnei Mukta because it's Mukta. It cannot be eaten nor moved, because since you could not designate it as as a possible option to use on Yomtif because it wasn't hatched yet, therefore it's Mukta. If a calf, which is born in Yontif, if its mother was not Muktza, in the sense that it was uh, an option to possibly eat the mother, uh, rather than a cow, which is meant for plowing, mutter, then the, the calf is also permitted, it's, it's considered prepared uh, alongside its mother, so to speak. If he, the mother had been shechted, so the calf that was not born yet will become permitted because the halach is that you shech the mother, the calf inside her is considered a part of her, it's mutter, just like the rest of the mother is mutter to be eaten. So the calf is considered to be uh, in, that, in that continued state, whereas uh, a chick is considered to be independent in its shell from its mother. Uh, we're talking about a chick, which is already uh, obviously hatched, so it's certainly independent from its mother. Halacha base. Animals which graze outside of the city limits of the 2,000 Amis of the Tchum, which we're familiar with from Hilchus Erevin, but then they come at night after grazing, they come back into the barn or the corral, which is inside the Tchum. They are considered to be prepared for Yantif. Therefore, you can take and shecht on Yantif. Those which are grazed outside the Tchum, if they come on Yantif, they happen to come uh, unusual, which is unusual. Because the people in the city are not thinking about them. So they're considered to be uh, removed, set aside away from usage, and therefore they are, they are Mukta. So on Yantif, it has to be something which is technically speaking within the realm of conceptual usage and things which are designated. Set aside, designated for set aside rather, uh, from usage, uh, because of their state. In this case, uh, it's meant to plow the field. It's meant it just didn't exist yet. Like in the case of a chick, that was not yet hatched. It's muktza unless you actually designate it before yamtu. If you make it, you make it muchan. So muchan is the the solution to the muktza. If you have an animal which is which is sacrificial, which is holy. Let's for example, it's a bechur. Our firstborn animal, which must be given to the Kayin and brought as a carbon, and then eaten partially by the Kayin and partially it's burnt in the Mizbeach. And on Yomtif, it develops a blemish which makes it unconsecrated and therefore fit to be used on a regular day of the year. Since before Yomtif started, you weren't thinking about the possibility of using it because it was hectish. Because you're not allowed to eat, you're not allowed to. Um, if it's mukta, you now have to show it. You can't show the blemish to a professional to a rav, uh, to tell you whether it's the mum is uh, a proper blemish which makes it deconsecrated or it's not, because maybe the chachamim can tell you yeah that's a real blemish now the animal is deconsecrated. on that day. So even though in their eyes, so you're allowed to show it to the Chacham to tell you it's a proper blemish, so you know that after the Yotif is over, you can shecht it, but the Chacham said you're not allowed to do it on Yotif, you can't show it to him on Yotif, because he might permit it on Yotif. If he tells you it's okay, you may shecht it on Yotif. However,
However, however, he's allowed to show him the move before Yomtif. Uh, and on Yomtif, he can tell you, well, it's okay, it's not okay. Uh, because once you show it, to, I think I assume the reason is once you show it to him before Yomtif, then you already have in mind that if, it tell, if he tells you on Yomtif, on Yomtif, after doing all his research, looking up all, looking up all the puskim, he tells you that, it's, that there's a blemish in your head, you know that tomorrow you might shecht it, so therefore it's not muktah. No chadalit. The first one animal is born, but it's born blemish. Let's say it's born without uh, without missing a foot. So it's, it's, if it's born on Yom Tif, um, and so it's born with this blemish, so that's since its mother was prepared was muchan and it was born deconsecrated because it was is not hectish because it has a blemish. So it's muchan. It's not So you may shechtenim but you're not allowed to show it to a chacham, to a rav, on Yom Tif. So if it's obvious that it's a blemish, it's missing a leg, that's, that, that's fine. I presume that if it's, like a, it's born without a leg, it's born with only three legs, then that's, that's fine. It's not, it's not muktzah, so you don't need to show it to a rav. However, if uh, it was not such an obvious blemish, and you went and you, you showed it to the rav anyway, um... You know, you didn't tell the rabbi was born today, so he doesn't know that. He, doesn't, he didn't ask you. He just ask. He just, all you do is ask him if this is a mum. Um, and the the rav, you know, did the research, and he who said it's a mum, and therefore, therefore, it's not, it's not, uh, not, not hectish. You are allowed to shecht it and eat it, even though you shouldn't show. You should not have showed it to him in the first place, because it's not mukta. which is hectish, falls into a pit. Now it's so. This animal is mukta. What can you do? You can't. You can't move it. Obviously, from you provide it where it needs in its place. You don't, you don't take it out of the pit on Yom Tif. You can't take it out of the pit. It's unable to be shecht on Yom Tif because it's muktzah. Now, here's an interesting case. We know that Allah is you're not allowed to shecht a mother and the child on the same day. Uh, in fact, according to the Ramam, he presumes you can't shecht a father and his child if you know this is the father of this of this animal. But there's certainly a mother and his child, you know, they gave birth to it, so you cannot shech them on the same day. It's, it's one of the mitzvahs of the Torah. The, so a mother and a child both fell into a pit. Now, you can't shech them both in Yontif. So by default, one of them is muktzah, so to speak. The question is, which one? So because you can't test, you don't know which one is muktzah. So it depends on whichever one you shech, the other one becomes muktzah, because it can't be shechted that day. So you take the first one out of the pit on, on the condition you say this, you're going to shech it. Let's say you take the mother out first. Very shach, but you don't shech it. Then you say, you know what? I don't want to shech the mother. I want to shech the child. You take the other one out. Then afterwards, so, so after you make this trick, you took them both out. When, the, when each one you took out at a time where it was not muktzah, because that was the one you were planning on shechting. First, the first one. Then by changing your mind, so to speak, wink, wink. And afterwards, the, shech, the second one. And then after you take them both out, you shech the when you want. Uh... Because neither are muktza. Now the question is, do you actually have to shech one of them? Can you shech, Can you just decide not shechting either of them? It's possible, according to the Ramam, do you actually have to shech one? It's also possible you don't have to shech one on Yontif. All right. Now this whole trick is allowed because of Tzabah L'chaim. They shouldn't have to stay in the pit. There's a, there's a way to do it when, by definition, not, neither of them are muktza for, for certainty, or you can't, you can't clarify, you can't uh, define definitively this discernment which one is muktza, therefore you're allowed to, allowed to make this trick. You have an animal which is not hectic, it's a regular animal, and it falls from the roof. 
So some traditions say and it it uh, it, it uh, survived twenty four hours. Because uh, if it did not survive twenty four hours, there's a question if you can shech the and maybe it's a it's a trefa. But uh, not all editions of the Rambam say this. So, so chulin behema fell from the roof. Now, if you want to shech it, you have to after shechting it, check its internal organs to make sure that no, it, it was no major injuries. In which case, the animal is treif. And you can then check it afterwards, even though it's possible that you're going to find that it's treif. It's possible. It's kosher. You can be eat it. You can eat it. And therefore, even though it's a possibility, every animal technically speaking could be treif, but even though here's a bigger possibility, nevertheless, since it's possible, it's also kosher. Therefore, uh, you're allowed to shech the animal and then hope for the best. Halacha hey, avazin ducks, targelin and chickens, v'yenim and doves, so abayas are kept in your house. Hey, they're considered to be prepared and not mukta, and therefore, they're not to be prepared before yomtif. And if they're not mukta, you can shech them. However, doves are kept in a, a dove cut, which is a, like a dove farm. V'yeni aliyah and uh, doves that are kept in your attic. They're, so they, they're sort of like um, not where the place where people live. Therefore, they sort of run wild in their, old, their own part of the house. And birds that nest in uh, basins. I mean, like, they like, like nests they would build on the side of the house for to, to attract wild birds. Or in or in buildings, or in orchards. So these are considered muktzah because they're considered wild. Therefore, because the muktzah before yomtiv, you have to designate them before yomtiv and say, specify these. These I'm going to I'm going to take. You have to designate them. Uh, you don't have to actually physically shake the nest, but it's enough just to designate them mentally. Uh, perhaps, perhaps verbally, but not uh, not to actually shake the nest. Shake the nest. Uh, there's a mechlekes in the Mishnah in in uh, about this, and uh, the Ramah says it's unnecessary. Halacha vav zimin shcharim levein. A person prepares or is designated uh, black and white doves. And then the next day it comes, he sees that the, the the nests that had the black doves now have white doves, and the white nest has black doves. A certain all forbidden, because I can I can say Shem. I suggest Shem. Uh, maybe those the the doves the doves which you designated flew away. And these are new doves. Any suffolk when it comes to muchan, if you're not you're not sure if the thing you prepared is this or something else, it's also because since after yontif it becomes mutter by by definition because 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 after yontif muktz is irrelevant. Therefore, it's like yesh lematirin. Therefore, it's also. Zimin shnayim. So rather rather than rely on the, the sophic lahakil on yontif, eat it after yontif without without a doubt uh, completely mutter. Zimin shnayim matzah If you prepared three doves and now you excuse me two doves in a nest, you come back on yontif and now you see three. So hakol aser, all three of them are aser because it's possible to hold a group. And even if it's the same group, you have one here which is new and it's not and it's and it's mukta, and you don't know which one it is. And therefore, they're all aser. If you have designate three three doves and then you find two, because you say that probably probably there were three before, one flew away, but these two are the two which you are two 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 of the three which you prepared. If you prepare, if you designate them when they're in front of the nest, then you find them in front of the nest. Excuse me, you designate them. You 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 say I'm taking these tomorrow yontif when the birds are in the nest, and then on the yontif you come back and they're in front of the nest. 
If there's no other doves in the nest, so there's, let's say there's two doves, which you designated the day before, and now the next day there's two doves in front of the nest. Um, so you, you assume it's the same ones. If there's, they're the only ones in the nest and they're unable to fly. So even though there's another nest close by within fifty amas, maybe they hopped away from that nest, and that nest is not the one you designated. So, so why is it okay? Still, it's okay. When the birds they uh, they hop, they waddle, they only go in a straight line from their nest. Therefore, uh, if there's another nest close by. And it's within fifty amas, and it's tacked a straight line between the two nests. So then, it's a problem. But if it's not a straight line, they're at the angle from each other. So then, uh, it's okay because we assume that they're from this nest which you designated. And there's 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 uh, let's say there's three doves in the nest you designated. Now there's three doves in front of it. It's assumed to be the same three, and they're a murder. And the fish that are in large ponds, so they're not so easy to catch. And a wild animal like a deer or a bird that's in a large, uh, large pen. Uh, anything which basically is not... Uh, anything, anything which is uh, not yet caught. So we have to say... A, a, a trap so we can trap it or a net so we can net it. He's a mukta as we mukta. you cannot catch it So if if you did catch it, you may not eat it. So even though you can point to it designated because it's a you know it's a large pen, you have this deer running around this large pen, you know only one deer, you know which one it is. Still you can't say designated unless theoretically when you designate you can just take it over here. So in the previous case with the birds, as soon as you designate the Vyantif, at that moment if you wanted to take an Ashek, you could. Over here, with uh, this large pen, even when you, when you designate it, you can't just take it to go catch it. So you can't you can't designate it yet until you can theoretically take it. Therefore it's mukta. Anything which is not required trapping, raise a mukha that is considered to be prepared. If you can trap it on Yantif, and uh, and you can eat it. In other words, even though it doesn't require trapping, but you can you, you can trap it anyways. I'm sorry, I translated that wrong. One, one more time. So that anything which uh, does not require an actual trap, like a, like a device. You can trap it on yontif either using your hands or even if you choose to use a device, but you don't have to use a device. So therefore, it's okay, and you can eat, eat it on yontif. If you have a wild animal like a deer that uh, made its nest, its, its, its den, in an orchard near the city, the small children, the cubs, the babies, or the calves, they don't, don't require any catching, any, any, any trap, excuse me. Um, don't require any, any special effort to trap them. Just, you just have to go over and take them. Do not require uh, a designation. Because you have a mind that, that you want to use it for Yontif, and therefore, that in itself, if you're aware of it, you designate it, that's, that's considered to be Mukhan and not Mukta. So obviously, you have to know about this animal. You have to see the, you know, be aware that there's babies there, and then have a mind that you're going to take them uh, before Yontif uh, on Yontif. 
If you have traps for animals or for birds or for fish, you set the traps there of Yontif. On Yontif, you wake up and you go and you see, oh, there is a animal in the trap. If you cannot take them on Yontif, unless you know they were caught in the trap before Yontif, because if you're not sure if they were caught before Yontif or on Yontif, then you don't know if it's mukt or not. If it was caught before Yontif, it's, 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 you designated it by having it caught. With your efforts, so it's not mukta. If it was only Ersh caught after Yontif started, it is mukta because you're not sure you can't touch them. If someone stops up, um, makes a dam in, in a water a water conduit for Yontif, and the next day he wakes up with his fish there. We assume they were assumed permitted. We assume they were caught before Yontif, therefore they're considered to be designated and they're not mukta. Even though over here, you don't know for sure that they were caught before Yomtif. I mean, we're talking about a case where he damned it, you know, before Yomtif. Like, not, like, not, not like five minutes before Shkia. But uh, nevertheless, the assumption is that the fish can be easily caught, because we're talking about a case where it's a very narrow waterway, and it's closed at both ends, so it's very easy to catch the fist. And so it's, it's as if, I mean, either shot is either we assume that since it's, you know, since fish are very common over there, that they were caught before Yomtif, or... The word is, is that since since uh, it's so easy to catch the fish, so then it's as if they were designated before Yomtiv, even though they weren't actually caught until on, until Yomtiv started. That could also be pshat. Okay, Allah Chates. Bayashumali Paris A house or a building is full full of produce, which is mukhr. It's been designated to eat. It's not for sale. It's uh, eventually you're going to eat it uh, sometime between now and who knows when. And v'nifchas. Um, but the, the building was like, let's say it's closed, and then it got opened up on from natural causes. Let's say there was a windstorm that blew off the door. You can take produce from the opening. So you don't say that because it was closed, therefore um, it was sealed off, therefore it's considered, it's considered mukta. It's not considered mukta because the produce is, you know, produce you plan on using one day. The fact the building was sealed does not make a mukta. Now you can't you can't open the you can't smash open the, an opening in the door, an opening in the building on Yantif. But if but, you know natural natural means the uh, windstorm blew off a part of the wall, so then it is mutter. Um al mukta if someone stands by uh de uh say uh produce which is mukta, let's say grapes. Um Yamtif Bishana Shvi is in the Shmita year. So in other words, this is a situation where you have fruit being set out to dry. And because it's being set out to dry, it's presumed that you're not going to eat it until it's dry. Until it's dried out into raisins, for example. And so therefore, it's said to be mukta. So if you want to take from it on yamtif, so before yamtif, you have to say, you have to make a mark and if you can't just point to it, you have to actually make an actual mark and say, in kind of a kind of from here to here, I'm going to take, like, make like a little like mark in the sand or mark, let's say, a, a little gap in this part of the produce. Say, this part I'm going to use for tomorrow. If he does not actually make a physical designation, designation, he cannot take the produce. Why does Ramam have to mention that it's Shemitah? Because if it's not Shemitah, then you have to take him to Meister. If you have to take to Meister, that's normally not done with, let's say, grapes that are being dried out into raisins. It's not done usually until they're finished drying out. So in this case, so if that's the case, anyways, everything is mukta. You can't designate it to take it on Yantif to use it because you didn't take to Meister yet. 
Therefore, Ram gives an example where Truma and Mice is unnecessary because it's Shemitah. And therefore, the only question is, is it Muktzah because of the fact that it's in the drying process, drying the process, and the answer is yes. But therefore, you have to designate it physically in order to be able to use it. Halacha Yud. Kuti, a non-Jew. Shehevi, truly, Yisrael, that brought a Jewish person a, uh, a gift of food. That's what Shur is, a gift of food. Now, so here's the question, is it Muktzah or not? And there's a few issues. There's the issue of Zimukta, there's the issue of Zimukta, from outside the Tchum, there's the issue of a Goyenu, So, if that type of species is still attached to the ground, he brings you some oranges, and there's still plenty of oranges on the trees. Or he brought you a wild animal, or a bird, like a deer, or a bird, or a fish, which could have been, he could have caught that day. They are forbidden to eat on Yantif until Yantif is over, until the evening. Because, first of all, it's Mukta, because it's possible he caught it that day, and therefore it's, it's definitely Mukta. And also, if he, if he had in mind to, have, to bring it to you when he was trapping it, then the Goyed Zimbalach of Yantif, and that is uh, not allowed, because you're not allowed to trap animals on Yantif, because you can trap them before Yantif. Um, you know, you know, if he trapped it for himself and afterwards he decided he's going to bring it to you, that wouldn't be a problem, but it's still a problem of Muktzah. Now, after Yontav ends, you have to wait the amount of time it would take to go ahead and trap it and bring it to you. So if it takes the whole process, it takes an hour, you have to wait till an hour after Yontav to use it. Therefore, you don't become in, uh, tempted to have the go do these things for you on Yontav so you can have them for the moment Yontav is over. This way, you have to wait an hour anyways, so you, you gain nothing. Now, feel the Hadas but even a myrtle or the like. You cannot, so it's like less of a benefit because you can't really do much with the myrtle except to smell it. Still, you can't smell it on Yontif until you wait till after Yontif, the amount of time it takes for him to, to cut the myrtle and bring it to you. If, however, there's that type of produce is not attached to the ground anymore, right? The guy brings you a, a fruit or a, or a type of produce, some beans, which are no longer in season. You can't, they're not attached to the ground anymore. So it's obvious that he did not pick them today. Or you could tell from the way the way the way he brings it to you that it's uh, it's it's yesterday he caught it or or or, or uh, uprooted it. Let's say it's dried dried fruit to raisins, grapes that are raisins. Obviously they're old. Or he brings you like a a fish that's pickled in, in a way that you could tell it's been sitting there for a long for twenty four hours before Yantif. If it was caught before Yantif. If the guy brings it from within the tchum. If the, if the guy brought from outside the tchum, it's forbidden because the guy, uh, because this thing was from outside the tchum, and therefore, the fact that that it was outside the tchum makes it muktza. No, sorry, it's not. It's not correct. Uh, the fact that it came from outside the tchum, uh, it, it means that it, it, if it, it's 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 not uh, it's not. Um, uh, the Kabbalah was done with it basically therefore it's, it's Aser that's why he says if, if fruit, a guy brought fruit from outside the Tchum for one Yid another, yid, another yid can benefit from it so obviously it's not Mukta another Yid can benefit from it you can, you, can eat it. you can eat it the fact is that the guy brought from outside the Tchum to you inside the Tchum he did a Malacha for Yonantif you now have benefit from a Malacha done for Yonantif so even though Tchum is Tchum Shabbos Tchum Yonantif is not one of the third nine Malachas it's still prohibited, and therefore, if the guy brought something from outside the tchum, for, to inside the tchum for you, that item is considered to be something which, which malach was done with which malach was done for you on yantif, and therefore it's forbidden. 
forbidden for you, but permitted to a different Jew. Now, how do you know if it was brought from inside or outside the home? Either you could ask the guy, perhaps you can, if you ask him and he just, uh, you know, you don't ask him as in a way that you know you could tell that you want you care for the answer, just random conversation. Could be you could believe him, or depending on let's say uh, the nature of the of the item, you could tell uh, you know that, that that thing doesn't grow around, does not grow around here, or or, do, or does grow close by. Then maybe you could assume that's inside the tchum. It's not absolutely clear exactly how you can determine with certainty whether it came from inside or outside the tchum. Eitzim, you have wood or branches. Shenoshum and adek al yomtiv that fell off a palm tree So obviously when yomtiv started, they were attached to the tree and they were mukta. Also, lasikon, you're not allowed to use them as firewood, because they are nailed rather. So not mukta, they are nailed, which is even more severe. They didn't even exist in that state on on yomtiv uh, when yomtiv began. So they're nailed. Mukta would be if it was firewood that you were planning on selling that you didn't designate. In this case, the these branches didn't exist as firewood. They, they existed as part of a tree. So they're not like the nashil techatan, if they fall off the tree right into the oven, so, so even though they are nailed, you're allowed to take firewood that's been prepared for usage and add it to the, to the, uh, to the pile to the point that now you have a rave of permitted, majority of permitted wood, and then, and then fire the whole thing up and kindle the whole thing to make a fire out of it. So this type of situation, we could say, you can be the iser. Usually it's not allowed. You know, if you have a pot of chicken soup and uh, it's a small pot and a large cup of, cup of milk falls in, and it's not batal bashish and the whole thing is also, you can't just add a lot of soup to be batal the milk. Here it's allowed to because the, the hanaf from the wood only comes after it's already been burned, burned up. So it's not even, you're not having, having hanaf from the, from the wood. It's hanaf from the flames that, after the wood's no, long, no longer present. Therefore, you can lachachil of batal the iser. All right. Um, a pile of straw and a storage pile of wood that uh, is moktzah. You can't start taking from an if it's designated to be sold, for example. Unless um, before yantif began, you prepared it for usage. You pay because they are moktzah because they're meant to be sold. If it's tamadai in your storage closet for when you need it, then it's for you to use as moktzah. This pile of wood or straw was meant to be sold. If it was straw was mixed with thorns, so then you can't do anything with it because you can't, you can't, the animals can't eat it. So what do you do with it? Uh, it's, it's only fit to be for firewood. It's considered to be used for kindling. It's considered to be designated automatically um, and therefore it's not mukta. You're not allowed to chop wood from a pile of beams, because they are mukta. So these beams are set aside for construction. So on Yantif, to go, and obviously you're not going to do anything with them except for building with them, and then you, on Yantif, to go take them and use the chop them for firewood is not allowed. And if you have a beam that broke on Yantif, let's say a, a part of the house collapsed, you want to take now that, that beam and use it for firewood. You cannot do that because that's Nailah, which is even more severe. It's the, the whole concept of using it for a if anything other than a part of the house only started on Yantif and therefore it's Nailah, which again is more severe than Muktzah. The, uh, the, there are opinions, there are Muktzah is also on Yantif. We, that's of course, we see this from over here very clearly. There are opinions that Muktzah is not also on Yantif, but Nailah therefore agrees is also. I believe. You have vessels that broke on Yantif. You have a wooden challah board that cracked on Yantif. In Masik and Behen, you cannot use them as firewood, because it's Nailah. Again, on Yantif, the idea of it being 
use your firewood or anything else other than a challah board only was born, so to speak, on Yom you are, however, allowed to use complete kalim. here, challah board, decide, you know what, we need firewood, the challah board is replaceable, but I need to cook this, it's very important, you throw it into the fire to fuel the fire, that's okay. Or a vessel which broke before Yom because before Yom started, the possibility opened up for it to be used for something else. Nuts or almonds. That you ate them before Yom Tif. Now you have the shells. You can use the shells on Yom Tif for firewood. If you only ate them on Yom Tif, you cannot use their shells for firewood. Because again, the idea of using them for the shells for firewood didn't exist until Yom Tif began because they were part of the food. You were going to eat them. They, weren't separate, they were not separate from the food. And therefore, they may not be used as firewood on Yom Tif. Now, and some of the uh, the versions of the Gemara actually say, that the eight before Yomtiv, a masik of the complain. You now have to use the uh, uh, the mas firewood if you ate before Yomtiv. Shayhuktu because they've they were uh they're they're mukta. Because it's uncommon to use nutshells for any other purpose. Therefore, uh once they become once they become separated from the food before Yomtiv, so now once Yomtiv starts, they're not part of the part of the food which is edible. Uh, or and, and obviously usable, they're they're just separate shells, and therefore they're muktzah. You achem yontif. You ate an almonds on yontif. The masikin you could use them for firewood to pay shehen mechon lagavelechol because they're considered to be prepared for yontif because obviously the the the, the shell is not yontif, not muktzah because it's part of the food. The food is a muktzah, so obviously the shell of the of the nut is part of the nut, and therefore it's not muktzah. So therefore, on yontif you can eat eat the eat the shell, eat the food, the nut, and then take the shell and, and put the shell in the fire if you want. So it's all considered mechon together. So you have the exact opposite. Two different versions uh, of the Gemara. Yud Gimel. Kaitz Ratev. A branch. A thorny branch that's freshly cut. Hanayim Mukta is considered Mukta. Because you can't use it for kindling. Because it's not, it's not, uh, you can't use it for firewood until it dries out. So you just cut it, just, just, just cut it recently. It's, it's, um, it's not for, for firewood. Therefore, so you're not allowed to use it as a spit for roasting meat. So, so, so freshly cut uh, wood is not fit for firewood, and therefore it's smoked. You're allowed to take firewood that was placed next to the walls of a hut and, and uh, use it for kindling. Even though it's next to the hut, but uh, it's still not considered that not considered to be out of uh, out of reach, so to speak. But you can't bring it from the field. Even though if you collected it there into a pile for yontif, because the fact that it's out in the field means that it's uh, it's too far to to be considered actually usable. Therefore, it's muksa. Other other opinions have say other problems with this, such as uh, it's, the chayil. It's not it's not yontif dik. Or ma'amir, it's considered like collecting things. All right. However, however, a person allowed to collect wood lying in the field in front of him, and 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 uh, and light it over there. So it's very interesting. You cannot bring it from the field, but you can use it in the field. So it's mukta in terms of bringing it, bringing it from the field. It's mukta for your house, but in the field, it's not mukta. Um, I'm sorry. Or Better yet, uh, you can collect the wood on Yomtif lying in the field and, and, and light it over there. I'm not totally sure why that's okay. The Chayr should be across the board.
you can take wood that was stored in even if it was not enclosed for purposes of human uh, habitation. So we say that's considered karpef. Um, but you don't have to be allowed to carry, so that's not an issue. Uh, but the, even though it's 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 it's, sur- it's surrounded not for the purposes of habitation, still doesn't make it muktzum. pesachas, provided that it has a a uh, fence well, with an opening. If it's missing one of the one of these conditions, if it's uh, scattered or if it's beyond chum shabbos or if there's no fence there, then it's muktzah. Ale kanim the um, leaves of reeds. Valik the fanim leaves of vines. Afpisha heim nuchnasat and the bekarf. Even though you collect together in this enclosure, so it's designated. The kima shaduach and afesos oisin. Since the wind could scatter it over there, so hamenkim of fazam rasun. It says if they were scattered, so therefore you're gathering them. Does nothing. It doesn't do anything. It's not. It's not. It, it, it's irrelevant. And they're still muktzah. V'miniach alein a clean cover and merviam. If you put a heavy uh, utensil upon them and behoyant of a paperweight. To weigh them down, that's considered mukhan, it's prepared because now uh, you're collect, collecting them into a pile has relevance, has meaning. Behemash may be yantiv, an animal dies in yantiv. Obviously, it's not kosher. Now, the question is, is it mukhan? If it was already uh, in danger, it was already sick. For yantiv, so the death wasn't surprising. You could not mukhan, so you could cut it up, give it to the dogs. Obviously, you can't eat it yourself, it's not kosher. Love, it wasn't sick, it was, a, it was sudden death. It got struck by lightning or something. just died. He didn't have a mind to use the animal in this fashion. Um, the fact that it died makes it You can't move it from its place. Even if the animal was possibly designated to be shafted, but because it wasn't, because it wasn't, it wasn't designated to be eaten in this way, to be used in this, in this fashion, it's considered mukta in this regard. Or could we I'm talking about a um, an animal which uh, is not meant to be shechted, it's meant to plow the field. So that's why you have to have it that it's uh, sick before yontif. If it's an animal which is meant to be shechted, it could be taka, it's not mukta, even if it dies, I'm not sure. Alright. Um, an animal which is hectic, which is sacrificial, it's designated as a carbon, or it's a bachar, that dies. And you can't do anything with it. You have to just bury it. It can't be given to the dogs. Truma you have truma. You have olive oil of truma. Uh, that became tummy. So again, you can't do anything with it. You have to give it to, well, even though it's tummy, you have to give it to the kayin. And the kayin um, can give it to, if it's tummy, he can give it to the animals, or he can use it for kindling. But still, even though that's, the kayin can do that with that, ladies with um you can't move it because since you cannot apparently you can't do those things on Yontif uh, the crane can't give it to his animal Yontif and the crane can't use it for kindling on Yontif I'm not sure why he can't because it's truma. in any event uh, therefore it has no usage on Yontif and it's Mokta fish, birds and wild animals are Mokta you're not allowed to give them the drink on Yontif you can't give them food either you might come to take from them. Whatever is not allowed to be eaten on because of Mukta, also not allowed to be carried. So, this is one of the reasons why I'm not allowed to throw uh, bread to the fish by Tashlich. Since it's not your fish, if you throw bread to them, you might come to take them and use them.
Okay, Allah Yidchas. Allah Yidchas. Hamachnis kafir mir Yontif. Someone brings dirt into his house for Yontif. You know, dirt was used to cover spills, cover to cover feces. So it was like a necessary uh, amenity. If he designates a, a, a corner in his house for this dirt, if not, it's like a part of the floor. Therefore, you can move it to do whatever you need to do with it. It's not Muktzah. Excuse me, Afer, Shehusak Mevyantif. Excuse me, Afer, Ash. That was Shehusak Mevyantif. That was, that was uh, fired before Yantif. Before Yantif, it became, the wood was burned into ash. Muchan, that ash is considered to be, to be prepared for Yantif. If it became ash on Yontif, as long as as long as it's warm enough, to theoretically roast an egg. It's not muktzah. You can move it. Shadai neishu is considered fire. If it's if it's colder than that, also tatla you may not move it. It's considered neilu, the brand new creation, which is a high level muktzah. If someone had a uh, like a spade or like a piece of metal stuck in the earth before Yontif, he pulled it out. Even they're not allowed to. The hell the offer and some earth came out with it. Now the earth is sitting on the ground over here. So he is that mukta not to be if that offer that earth was powdery. You're allowed to use it to cover cover spills and you can carry it for that purpose. It's not Mukzah. If it's a clot of earth, then you may not crumble it on Yantif and therefore it is presumably mukta because crumbling earth is a, is a tulda of the malach of grinding, which is a non-food malach and therefore obviously forbidden on Yontif.